가사관 제시카 외동딸 일리노이 시카고 과선배는 김지모 그는 이사촌 Coming up, a film and food review of the 2019 film, Parasite. Welcome everyone to the Film and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Roberts, and thank you again for joining us for episode 14. We are back. It's been a bit of a break for the Film and Food Podcast, a couple of months, and I wanted to let you know what I've been working on, which is really, really exciting. Over the past few months, I've actually started writing for a new Northern Beaches local magazine called The Tawny Frogmouth. They have so generously given me a film and food review column where I give a review of a current movie, a past movie, a TV show, and also give a film-inspired recipe for my audience to try at home. This is a monthly column, and it's a really great way to get the things I create here on the show also out to the people in my local area. And also these articles are available online for you to check out as well. So I'm going to include that in the show notes of this week's episode, the link to the Tawny Frogmouth magazine and our monthly film and food columns for you to check out yourself. We're really excited to be getting our name out there and also thank you to the Tawny Frogmouth for giving us a platform. I'm so excited to be back with another film and food review featuring a great new guest, Clayton Waters from Waters to Beers. We're reviewing the amazing 2019 film Parasite. But before I introduce this episode any further, I wanted to say a big welcome to the Film and Food Podcast. We celebrate all things culinary and cinematic in film. So if you're a foodie or a cinephile or both like me, well, this is a podcast for you. We have a few different ways that we do this on our show. We do film and food review episodes where we give reviews of a great foodie film, plus give you a film-inspired recipe to try at home. We have our Quick Bites episodes where we catch you up on great film and TV from the past and present. Plus, we also have some fun with our fantasy film and food draft and our triple threat format where we look and play draft-style games with the food in different movies and directors' filmographies. So make sure you go and check out our other episodes and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you so much for your support. So with all that said, let's dive into this week's episode. If this is your first time listening to a film and food review, let me very quickly explain what that means. Firstly, we look at the menu. This is where we give our intro and initial thoughts. Then it's time to dine. This is where we get into the actual review. We give our highlights, favorite film moments and favorite food moments, and also give you our film inspired recipe. Before finally, we give our compliments to the chef, giving our final ratings and reviews. Every single film and food review, I have an amazing guest on the show, and this week is no exception. I'm really excited to share with you my amazing conversation with Clayton Waters from Waters to Beers. He's an amazing man, a great friend. He runs a craft beer reviewing Instagram and Facebook page that has a massive following, and we had an amazing conversation about the 2019 film Parasite. So listen as I introduce Clayton and hear a little bit about him. Clayton, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, mate. This is really, really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about Waters to Beers, a bit of the yeah. story. 
yeah well um yeah so i just live on the beaches um here in freshwater um obviously attend manly life church and um yeah i've been here for like nearly two and a half years now um which has just been awesome i work in in health and um yeah it's in a weird way that's kind of how waters to beers came around it seems weird to say health and, and beer in the same sentence but um in my i suppose one of my first main jobs i was doing a lot of travel um around new south wales and i was getting pretty sick of um you know just being in hotels and uh hotel food and and i always had this like curiosity for for beer and there was just something that um I think my old man, um, when we were when we started drinking beer, would always drink the international stuff, and that was always different because we we're used to drinking, you know, the Australian um, beers, you know, the extra dries and the the VBs and stuff. So we wanted to try something something different. I suppose that's where it all stemmed from. And what I started to do instead of eating in hotels was I looked up breweries around town. So I might be in Armadale, um, for example, and I'll I'll go to the Welder's Dog. Um, brewery. I'll, I'll be in Port Macquarie and I'll go down to Moore Brewing or I'll go to Black Duck Brewery or, or, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, just to look for something different. Um, look for some different food and um, also just to try the local produce, really. Um, the beers that were created um, in the area that you know we might not get um, in Sydney. And so obviously, you know, when I was, I was traveling, you know, nearly twice, three times a week to, to regional towns, um, on a lot of planes and a lot of small towns. Um, and I was having these beers and I was like, you know what, I think there's got to be a way for me to remember these. You know, I was even taking notes at one point to like, oh, I remember that beer. Oh, that was really, really nice. I could try and find it. I thought, yeah, what, what, how, can I, how can I make a record of this? What can I, what can I do? And I ummed and ahed with the idea for, for ages, uh, for so long. I was like, no one would care. You know, it's, um, you know no one would look at it. And then in my mind, I was like, you know what? Stuff it. I don't really care if no one wants to look at it. This is this is for my me. This is my um, you know, in your passion project. Um, this is one of my creative outlets. Um, I didn't have a creative outlet. You know, I'm, I'm no good at music. I'm no good at drawing. I'm no good at painting. Um, and me, you know, drinking beer and then having to construct words of how I felt and what I taste um, was something I was really excited about and actually really helped me in my corporate world to understand, you know, how do I get, how do I use words better? How do I, um, you know, construct emails or conversations or actually explain um, things that I'm sensing or feeling or, or tasting in, in this beer? So, yeah, I um, came up with the name, obviously, Waters to Beers, being Clayton Waters, it kind of worked pretty well. Um, so, so we went Waters um, to Beers and... <clears throat> Um, yeah, a good uh, friend of mine created the logo and we made it all nice and official and we said, right, I said, let's, let's do it. And then, um, we kicked it off and, um, by we, I say we, because, you know, I like to include a lot of my friends in this. I've got some really, really close mates of mine who you'd see who do guest reviews and the like. Um, so this is not just my thing. Uh, Waters to Beers is, is open. Um, you know, it's like we want, I want to see people, you know, try beers, enjoy it and, and have a crack. And if people want to do that, hey, come along, like I welcome it. So yeah, so that started in um, November, 2016. Uh, I started off with a Brooklyn Lager um, brewing, which I, I really love that Brooklyn nice. beer. Uh, it's funny, and then two years later, it became really, really big um, in Australia. But that you was set a really the trends. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was. I just I remember being in New York at the time and buying a six pack of beer there for eight dollars which was, you know, obviously US dollars, which was just ridiculous. You can't buy that over here. 
and having that beer and being really, really impressed with it. Um, and then actually doing the tour of that brewery and I'd been on brewery tours and I'd been around, but being so impressed with the process, you know, how beer is created, you know, the ingredients, um, the time, the successes, and unfortunately sometimes the failure, you know, they can brew a beer for, you know, between four to eight weeks, taste it after six weeks and it can just be absolute total garbage. Mm. Um, you know, which it was just super interesting and, and I really love that interesting, um, that, that side of things. I find it really interesting. And um, if there's ever a brewery tour or a paddle or something, you know, I'm always keen because I, I think every brewery has its different um, little niche things going for it, different people, different characters, different stories. And um, yeah, it's just something I, I really, really enjoy. And, you know, it's literally a, a passion project. I do it whenever I want to and I have no KPIs, I have no nothing else it's just whenever I feel like it and and I I really enjoy it yeah it's a lot of fun and that's how it pretty much came about so it's really really good yeah that's so good no I relate so hard to that because it's basically what this podcast is yeah I don't really have a set release schedule (laughs) but and I get my friends involved like I've had lots of my friends on reviewing and that's super fun and yeah and you've got like how many followers following you now Oh, I'd have to check. I think it'd be a one thousand three hundred. Wow! I think yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's been really cool. And I think um, I jumped on. I think the beer reviewing before it just got big, and and you can see now it's quite large. Um, even some big corporations are using Instagram beer review pages as like their marketing tools, you know, to to push yeah. their, push product and the like. Because you know, Instagram and social media is such an effective marketing tool that. It's pretty much nearly the only marketing tool now that companies use. So um, and it's been really, really good. And I think, you know, the most exciting thing is actually seeing when you review um, a company's beer, you know, a brewery's beer, when they write back to you, even if it's like a little comment saying, you know, thanks, great stuff. Or, you know, I've had a few um, breweries write to me, but mate, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for, you know, investing in our brewery, firstly, by buying their beer, but actually putting words up and giving um, them exposure for sure absolutely yeah. and you know that that's one of the rules of you know it's one of the probably one and only rules of waters to beers is i don't review 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 beers um that i don't like because right. i may not like it but you may love it or you know person down the road may love it and um I, i'm not really interested in going you know i really didn't like this beer it tasted rubbish blah 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 because that's my personal opinion mm. that won't be the opinion of know 50 other people so i'm not going to ruin it for for 50 other people because it's a different taste and also that beer again probably took between four to 12 weeks to make i'm not really interested in uh bagging out you know other breweries or or doing that stuff so you know the only rules i really stick to is i like to support the independent um breweries they're they're my big focus yeah um and just to try and keep them pushing um, and keep them keep them going along but yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, when, when they write back and say, you know, thank you so much for, for writing about our beer or doing something along those lines. Yeah, it, ma- it makes it all that more more enjoyable. And just to see that and other people come to me and go, I looked on your page and I saw that beer and I, I ran out to the bottle shop and I bought it. And I go, awesome. You know, like that's totally. really, really cool. And I, and I love that stuff. So it's um it's really, really fun and I enjoy it. And it's, it's not a, uh, a chore at all. And I said to myself, if it ever became a chore, I would drop it. Uh, very very quickly so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a lot of fun I really enjoy it that's so good yeah I mean the best thing about a creative hobby is it being just fun and sort of life giving yeah so absolutely that's so good yeah absolutely. yeah well 
Yeah, we, you're going to find out later um, when we talk about what we made today that Clayton has given us a beer pairing with yes. this episode. Very so, excited about this beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely plug that again later um, if you can and go out and run and try our recipe for the week and give this beer a go because yeah, I'd definitely absolutely. recommend it. Mm. Not even being that much of a beer man myself. <laughs> it's actually quite a non-beer drinker's beer, I would say. Yeah, it is. Like we've got a little sour beer and it's. Um, I think that's the beautiful thing about the craft beer market at the moment that it's appealing to so many um, different people. You know, there's that old... Australian footage of you know Aussie man beer drinks you know the VBs and, and these beers but you now the craft and independent market is expanding at such a rapid rate and beer styles that are coming in from Europe and even America are just so are just permeating through Australia and I think it's fantastic because our beer variety our beer um, breweries um, I think there's over like 4,400 breweries in Australia um, at the moment so we're saturated with beautiful beer um, and that's just Australia alone so um, but yeah, these these are lovely, and I love I love seeing these beers come out, um, and particularly from Counterculture and Stonerwood, who are one of my favourite breweries. So um, you know they they barely do a hard beer, and by barely I don't think I've had a bad beer by them. So it's um it's yeah, true. they're good. It's a lovely beer. Yeah, very very good. All right, I know we talked about this a little bit off air, but I want to hear about your favourite <laughs> movies. Oh, <laughs> how long do we have? No, <laughs> we have talked about this off air. Look, I am an absolute. Uh, Mighty Ducks trilogy. Um, I'm going to say fan is maybe an understatement. Probably <laughs> Die Hard, I think, uh, would probably be the words. I think it's just one of those movies that um, obviously I got as a young kid, you know, probably on the VHS yeah, from same. mum and dad. Yeah. Um, and it has just stuck with me. Like, I, if I'm having a bad day, I'll put Mighty Ducks D2 on, and naturally in the next hour and 30 minutes, my day has got drastically better. Um, yeah, it's just that feel good Disney. And for me, I love my sport. Um, and so it's got that hockey element to it. Now I remember as a kid, um, when we were in Kuma getting the rollerblades out, playing hockey on the basketball court. It's like, I just love it. And, um, I still love it to this day. I I just resonate with the characters and it's just, I absolutely love it. I can watch it many times and I would hate to think how many times I have actually watched probably D2 is my most watched. It would be very very high oh, i wouldn't even want to guess that's so good no it's like the classic childhood i think we me and my brother also love sports so those were like a mainstay in the house yes yeah, so, so good. good um what about what about food are you much of a cook yourself or oh, do you got, prefer eating like all of us do oh i oh, <laughs> oh, any day of the week i prefer eating any time of the week um I, i've gotten a lot better actually um i, I reckon over the last um, two and a half years, three years, my cooking has exponentially improved. Um, I, I was, I was very basic cook, but then, um, you know, moving out here, I decided, you know, I'm really going to take this on. Um, and you know, just starting to figure out what goes with what and, oh, I can actually cook that. And something that may actually look quite complex, um, is not that complex, you know? And I think actually being able to have a bit of vested time into cooking and, mm. um, into, you know, I want something that's going to taste good, but I also need a practical element too, because I might need it for lunch the next day as well, or, totally. or something along those lines. So, yeah. um, you know, like I, I take pride in what I cook. I do love cooking for people. I love that hospitality side of things. And um, I suppose no one's been sick that I'm aware of for that's my food. So that is a win. I think that's that a pretty a good strike rate. Win. So um, I'd have to ask, um, you know, my girlfriend or a couple of other friends if they're, <laughs> how they've gone with their food, but 
they're, they're either very very good liars um or it's been pretty good so that's so they're one of the two <laughs> yeah i mean that's one of the reasons that i love talking about cooking on my show is because i basically taught myself to cook like i had mm. a little you know and being with beth my wife like she comes from a pretty rich heritage of cooking in her house and i feel like she's even taught me a lot but like i remember just cooking through a cookbook just on my own and just simply following the recipe and going oh that was relatively easier than i what i thought and maybe that's not the experience for everyone mm. but like i definitely feel like you can demystify the cooking experience like you're not going to make some of the lavish dishes that we make every night for a weeknight meal but like i think there is an element to you know i think there's a medium ground where most mm. people can create something that's really yummy but also practical yeah you know and then on those rare weekends that you want to make something extravagant <laughs> and you're willing to buy all the ingredients that you can go and and you go for it yeah 100% agree I think like that that for me was a real breakthrough like following recipes for example but then understanding that um, I think for me I was always conscious like I I didn't know if you know if I put X with Y would that be good Mm. you know that for me was a really interesting one so um you know trying different little things um yeah and then i found through you know meal services and the like that it really just helped me get a bit of a staple you know this is how i cook this is what i do and and understanding ingredients and and understanding what how it cooks as well so Mm. you know don't have the the pan on like extreme hot because you know you're going to burn the outside of the chicken and the inside is not going to cook or little skills that you get taught young um, you know, my mum was a home economics teacher, so she was a fantastic cook, like really, really good cook. Um, but I was probably, I'll admit, probably lazy in that sense. I didn't do much of the cooking at home because I was always out playing sport. Yeah. And so mum would cook for us and she was an incredible cook. So um, why would you cook? Yeah, there's so an why, element yeah, to that. There yeah, was, yeah. and like, you know, I moved out and then I went, hang on, what do I know how to cook? <laughs> I know how to cook spaghetti bolognese and drink Milo. I think that's like yeah. literally the two things. So um, yeah, you have to learn, you learn quick and... I think that's been the big thing in my, my cooking experience the last two years is like having the confidence to actually be able to cook something that's decent um, and that's really, really nice and, and find things that, you know, this goes well with this or this goes well with that mm. and um, and actually be confident in that as well. So, and I also like having, you know, thinking about beers and, and what beer goes with that. And I've mm. done that a couple of times as well with a couple of events, you know, you know, having your beef brisket for example and how that goes with so like good. a nice dark stout beer Amazing. and how those match as well is that's mm. always really fun as well a little bit of science that um yeah that i think i'm going to get into a bit further and down the track but yeah it's just good fun i think that's the main thing right that is the you main gotta have thing. fun if you're not having fun cooking or making something complex it's true go, life, go life, do something else exactly life's too short and i think we'd all agree even the best chefs in the world yep. we all love eating Amen. more than we love cooking yeah <laughs> and i think we all hate washing up Amen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we That's the hate, one thing I like. washing up. Try and use the least amount as possible because I don't have a dishwasher in my unit. Yeah. So it's it's whatever that's, you use, you got to wash that's up. That's a good call. I think having a dishwasher, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be a clean cook ever. Like, yeah. It's pretty good for me. Like Clayton can see the kitchen at the moment and it's not that bad. Yeah, that looks pretty good to me. That's fine. Um, but it was pretty simple meals today. It was a bit of a bomb when I had Jono on the show. Um <laughs> If you want to hear about that, go back and listen to episode six and Chef. The first ten minutes, you hear Jono's like life draining from his <laughs> from his face as he describes all of the 
Very clean dude. Yeah, very, he's a yeah, he, great, great man. Oh, just what a great Very man clean is. man. Very, very good. Okay, now we've gotten to know Clates. We're going to move into our first section of the review. It's time to dine. Parasite is a 2019 South Korean genre-bending film directed by Bong Joon-ho, who also wrote the screenplay with Han Jin-won. The film stars Song Kang-ho, Lee Sun-kyun, Cho Yi-yong, Choi Woo-suk, Park So Dam, Jang Hee Yin, and Lee Jung Un. The plot is as follows Greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. Parasite premiered at the 2019 Cannes Film Festival in May 2019, where it became the first South Korean film to win the Palme d'Or. Later at the Academy Awards, it made history becoming the first international film to win Best Picture. It also won three other awards, including Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Feature Film. Parasite is a film that was a critical and commercial success and completely has changed the film community, making history, especially in the Academy Awards. And so with that said, we're going to move to our next section, It's Time to Dine, where we dive into the rest of our review. So here is your spoiler warning. We're about to dive full deep into spoilers of this amazing movie because it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it. So I implore you, this is a movie you need to check out. Of course, yes, it's in Korean. It has subtitles, but give it a go. You can watch it on stand. You can rent it. You can buy the Blu-ray. There are many ways you can get out and watch this film. And I implore you, do not look it up. Do not find out any spoilers. Go in completely blind and come back and enjoy my conversation with Clayton as we give our review. So it's time to dine. I'm deadly serious. I think, Clates, I think we better get to the point. Let's oh. let's talk about... So, let's set the scene. Basically, I wanted you to come on the show. Yes. And you were like, just pick me a movie. And I... True. I mean, I was thinking of movies that I could pick. I had a few that I was in my head, but then I was thinking... Ever since I saw Parasite, I was like, this isn't a typical... It's not a movie about a restaurant. It's not a movie about... A chef, but mm. there's so much food in it, and it's so integral, and it's an unbelievably good movie. And I was like, I just want to see your reaction, <laughs> and so I recommended it to you, and that's what we're reviewing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think for me, you know, I even said to you, I'm I'm not like the like I love a good movie, but I'm not the biggest movie buff. Like going around, like I will I will sit down and watch a movie, and I, and I love it, but. I'm always glad to hear recommendations and obviously you, you know, your, your cinema more than anything. So I'm like, I pick a movie. You're not going to give me a dodgy movie. So I was like, light, let's go. And I'm, I'm very glad you told me this movie. Very, very glad. All right. Yeah. So let's, yeah, I guess the first thing to talk about is our highlights. So we're going to talk about like our fav- all of our favorite stuff about the movie, but mm. 
let's talk about Clayton. I mean, how to narrow it down, but give me like oh. your highlights. And we already are no spoilers, so you can just literally. Oh, you are. We are spoiler. We are spoiler alert. Just love just it. Go. Oh, I don't know. I think for me, I think the highlight was just the pivotal moment in the middle of the movie where I think the genre just changed. Mm. So the scene where they're, they're around the table, they're drinking the, the whiskey, um, the gin and the spirits and having plenty of food. And, and then all of a sudden, there's a revelation that there's someone underneath the house. Like that, at no point throughout that first, I, I don't know, I'm going to suggest an hour and 20 minutes or an hour. Yeah, yeah. Did you have... You could have never paused it and gone, the lady that works at this house, her husband is living under there. At no point. It took a 180 at its absolute most. It was funny. I was As I was sitting there watching, I'm watching this scene. I'm watching them you know, get drunk and eat this food. And I'm like, that family is going to return any second. And that scene felt like it went for 50 minutes. Yeah. I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I was like, they're going to walk through the door. They're going to walk through the door. It's blown. Like, yeah. And I nearly, I had to stop myself from pausing it to see how long the movie had left. Yeah. To try and engage. But then what happened with the revelation of the husband downstairs or even the downstairs section itself? Um, oh, that... That was just... I, I felt like you'd nearly... I nearly jumped into a separate movie. Oh, 100%. Like, it was... Yeah, uh, incredible. Like, even at the point where the the wife was talking to the new... About how the boy had his seizures and how he saw a ghost. Not at that point did I even consider that the ghost was someone downstairs. Uh, it, it was honestly like the movie switched. And when that happens... And remember before he was the dad, yeah, the dad of the rich family, yeah, um, who's in the car with Keytake, the, yeah, yeah. the dad in the um, Park family, in the in the other in, in the, the other family, family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he says, "I really liked that housekeeper. Her only flaw was that she had enough food for two people." Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this wow. is the reason why I say oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yes, like yeah. I've seen yeah. this movie four times. Yeah, I saw it in cinemas when it came out. I like it. Obviously, swept the globe, and it was my favorite movie that came out in 2019. Like I loved it, and so just watching it again, I was able to pick up on some of that foreshadowing. Wow. Like yeah. the the fact that she, you know, she ate enough food for two. She was saving the food to give to her husband. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you do know that there's a downstairs room for storage, but like, I just remember like also the first time watching it when I was just seeing these people, you just like, kind of like what I, like when, when the housekeeper says to them, what are you doing? Like you're in the architect's house, you finally have control and all you choose to do is make the place a huge mess and get drunk. Like, yeah. you know, she's like, you have no culture. Like, and you're a bit like, that's a bit harsh, but it's kind of also, it is a reflection on the big theme, which is like, they can't escape their like poverty. Yeah. The class divides huge. Yeah. yeah. And so that scene's amazing. I think, I mean, every scene is amazing. I think oh. my highlight, I think my highlight, the one that resonated with me the most when I first watched it was uh, the peach montage. Oh, which yep. is yep. 
in the first, I guess in the first movie is per se. So the first movie really is like uh, a thriller almost. Yeah. As uh, the Kim family yep. is the one that's infiltrating the Park family. And so, yeah, 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 that's right. um, yeah. the younger son, he gets a job is a tutor and one by one, they make their way into the family. So mm. Jessica is already in as an art tutor and the dad is already in as a driver. Yep. And so in comes, uh, but the housekeeper is the hardest one to remove because mm. the housekeeper does an amazing job. She doesn't really have any noticeable flaws. They're like, we don't really like, we don't really know what to do. Mm. And so you see... And I watched a, a few video essays on this one because yeah, they yeah. did a few of them. One essay said that was this whole montage, which lasts about five minutes, is only 60 shots that they tell the story. Oh, wow. Which is just a feat of amazing editing and storytelling. But you just... It's got this amazing piece of music behind it, which I'm not sure if it is a classical piece. On the soundtrack, it's called The Belt of Faith. Um, you know how she says... It's a belt of faith, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. all these recommendations. Yeah. And so it like is the most amazing piece of music. You see like, they fi- you find out that the housekeeper is allergic to peaches yeah, the and, fur. Yeah, and yeah, the peach yeah. fur and he like clicks his finger and she has in the little attack and then the takes a photo of the mum at, uh, of the housekeeper at oh, yeah, the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. And then you see Kitek, the dad, yeah. he's talking to the... He's talking to the rich mum yeah. and he's saying, look, I took a selfie when I went to my annual medical exam and it was this the housekeeper. Yeah. And you can see in this amazing editing, like he cuts back to him rehearsing this as he's, you know, his son has written all this yeah, dialogue the script. It's like a for, script. Him, yeah. for him to say to the yeah. mum. And it's pretty hilarious. Like, um, basically Song Kang Ho, the actor who plays Key Tech yeah. is like, like the Robert De Niro or like, Mm. of Korean cinema. He's so respected. And then the son is like a young up and coming actor. And you see in the scene how he goes, dad, your emotions are up to here. Like yeah, he's giving acting. Like, yeah, it'd yeah, be like yeah, a young, yeah, yeah. young, I don't know, like a young Pete Davidson from SNL giving acting advice to like Robert De Niro. Like, yeah. like so Korean cinema is probably laughing their heads off. He's giving acting lessons. He's like, she has TB. And like, yeah, at least like TB, tuberculosis. And obviously, it's like, whoa, okay, that's it shows a huge how, diagnosis. Shows how naive that rich mum is, and she believes it. And then texts the daughter, "I'm going to be there in three minutes." She gets the peach, flicks Drops it on it. her, oh, gives her like that look, like, yeah. And then, I'm sorry, podcast listeners, you didn't see that look, but <laughs> yeah, watch the a, movie. It was a good look. Um, <laughs> and and then. Yeah, and then up they come up the stairs and sees the housekeeper having a medical anaphylactic sort of reaction. And then, um, oh, this is the best also. In that scene, you see them getting the pizza and, yeah. he, and he puts the sauce onto the pizza. Yeah. The pizza place they get it from is the pizza place that they were working for at, at the, the beginning. Start. Ah, so there's a link to that. Because yeah. like, yeah. you yeah. see yeah. how she like thro- kind of drops the pizza on their table with like, yeah, pretty carelessly, and it yeah. knocks over. It looks like a ham and pork, like pineapple. Because well. it's yeah. the same. Now they've actually got some money. They're yeah. actually buying pizza off the lady that they used to work for. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Anyway, and yeah, so then the he pulls <laughs> out. He pulls out the sauce packet, puts it over the oh. tissue, and then boom, she's coughing up blood. 
Anyway, TV, one of the big it's, diagnoses. It's like one of the best montages I've ever seen. Um, and there's like arguably not even the best part of the movie. Oh, um, it was just so clever though. It just flowed so well and just like, you know, it was kind of like your, your perfect crime. You know, like so many things just flowing and I'm going to do this that equals that and I'm going to do this and, hmm. you know, we need to time this because, you know, we're coming home now. We got to do this or even like, you know, they started off with the tutor role and then the art teacher role. You know, there were two jobs that, you know, the real, the tutor role at the start was needed. Mm. The art teacher job was not needed. The new chauffeur wasn't needed. He got kicked out because he was accused of, you know, having, you know, intimacy in his car. So it's like, well, he got the punt. And so all of a sudden this belt of truth became, you know, forefront. And, and this poor, naive, rich um, lady who was, you know, running the whole show pretty much was just being taken for a ride while oh, this totally. family just inherited off uh, off them. And it's pretty hilarious when she pulls aside uh, Key Tech after that whole incident happens and says, you can't tell my husband about this because yeah, if he right. finds out, he'll think I'm an idiot. Like, And, you know, for having someone in the house with active TB. Yeah. It's like that, just that cultural thing as well. It's like, you know, he and also like the husband, he went off to work, the chauffeur picked him up, he came home. You know, dinner was already there. You know, someone was cleaning the house, everything. Like, he, I think he even says, like, we need a new um, housemaid because she can't cook and she can't clean. So we, we need we need someone in to do it. And yeah. that just opens up the door for and the mother to then jump in. It is pretty funny. She's like, don't tell my husband. But actually, like, she's done something worse by letting, like, four of the same family yeah. into the... <laughs> anyway. It, it, all that... smell the same. They all smell the oh. same. <laughs> Big scene, that one. Yeah, I mean, smell is like repeated a lot Huge. in the movie. In the car for the for the husband, in the car for the wife. Um, even the the little child runs up and, and smells and goes, they all smell the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just sort of brush it off, like. And we're all sitting as the audience and, going, oh, of course they do because they're all the same family. But and like, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, Je- Jessica, she's back at home, and they're all going, do we need to use different washing powders? Like, yeah, what do we need to do? do yeah. And she's just like. We can't, like, we can't escape the smell unless we literally move to a different place. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, we go right to the ending. Like, he smells the the housekeeper's husband who's come up from underground and stabbed um, Jessica. Yeah. And so he's, like, in the middle of watching his son in convulsions but still has the time to, like... Yeah. To like make a her like a really exaggerated like this isn't the most awful mm. smell thing, which is obviously the trigger for Key Tech to finally lose it because like he's copped it so much. Like even in that the most one of the most there's a couple of awkward scenes, but one of the most is when they're all under the table. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, we don't need to go into exact details. Yeah. Like, what but is happening here? They're yeah. you know, uh the rich mum and dad are on the couch and as they do their thing, they they talk about like, you know, the smell, how it crosses the line yeah. and like yeah. how, uh, yeah, and we, you know, and they, as they move along, they're using words like, you know, call me like, uh, I don't know, say that I'm poor and all this oh, weird right. stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just like... Yeah. For them, it's just like some kind of weird fantasy, like that they would never experience. She's like, oh, I've never, like, I've barely ridden on a subway. Like, their like fantasy is something being like we would never ever experience hmm. this poverty, whereas the poverty that 
the Kims are experiencing is something that they literally cannot ever yeah. escape because they're like brandished with the smell. Yeah, and it's quite evident in like the way it's shot as well. So if you, like where they live, it's lower than the road. So everything, they look up. They look up to everything. So it's like the class is just, you know, that their neighborhood floods, that the water you know, comes down the hill. You know, that in itself, I could be reading into it, but the water coming down the hill, it just shows it like, Okay, down class, you know, it doesn't matter what's at the bottom there. If you live there, well, pff, bad luck, you know, they don't have Wi Fi, they're folding pizza boxes, like um, all these things just show the real. That's the one thing I think really hit me was the real separation in class. Mm. You know, it's like you are poor, you are rich, and, and there was no no middle ground, you know, none at all. Like it was the, the sort of end and the beginning. Um, and, and that's what, that's what came through. And there's such like little scenes of, you know, even what they eat and, mm. you know, moldy bread at the start that the, the, the husband eating eats, like a tiny little bit flicks of the it. bug off the table, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and then they, oh, and as he, you know, as they're folding boxes, he, he's not coughing. Like he's like, leave the windows open so we get free fumigation. Yeah, that's he's right, not yeah. coughing. He's just doing his thing. Like he, no, like he's sort of resigned to the fact that. This is his life. It's just what it is, yeah. And, and it's, they take this chance. and It is sad because you do you don't hear heaps of their backstory, but you do see that the mum used to be like an award-winning... Like I don't know if she won at the Olympics or she won somewhere. Mm. She won for... Um, oh, hammer throw. For hammer throw. Yeah, yeah. And like There's that just, scene when they do it in the backyard and they just smash a window amazing. and they go, oh, whoops. Yeah. I also wonder, where the heck did they get the hammer from? Like... I, where, I love it. From? I just think it's kind of like surely they would have a hammer throw in a rich house. Like yeah, that. it's like, like, hang on, let me just go to the storeroom and get the hammer throw. It's next to the javelins and the discus. It's kind of like a joke. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> but like you, you know, she's obviously very talented in that way, and maybe she's past her career. And then Key Tech, like they talk about how they, you know, when they're talking about their past, like they had all of these different ventures. They tried like a shop and like even a restaurant. I'm not mm, sure, yeah. but. Um, could be wrong on that one, but like, yeah, it's, they've given stuff a go and it's failed and, you know, you, it's sort of funny to see like that, you know, obviously the, the rich dad, he works, but like they're living in such luxury that the mum can just stay at home mm. and basically do nothing. Um, yeah. she doesn't do nothing, but yeah. yeah, but she stays home. She doesn't clean. She doesn't cook. She doesn't do it. Like. I think her full-time job is looking after the, the children, I suppose, and, and particularly with the, the younger boy who has, like, a higher a need. Um, but, yeah, but then they still get in tutors. So it's quite funny to see you know, how they how they relate as a family, and it's, and it's out, out of the norm to everybody else. And did you know, did you realise that the paintings he paints that she thinks is a self-portrait is a painting of the husband from downstairs? I did not make that, that link. That black bit that um, Jessica points to as like the bull crap, like oh, um, yeah, the uh, abstract abstract zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. apparently that's like the basement. Like that's the color of the basement that he's coming from. Wow, I didn't make that link. Which is like, I'm watching. I, it's so amazing. Um, I said to I said to Beth, and it's funny we both have partners called Beth. I said to Beth, I'm like, we're gonna have to watch it, and she's like, is it scary? I'm like, no, 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 it's it's good, <laughs> it's good. Don't worry, we're we're all good. Uh, there's pretty good scary. I think the scariest bit of the whole movie is when the housekeeper comes in, and like you just go, they go down the 
They go down just into the, not even the basement, but they go to the first little storage zone and you see her, you see the housekeeper pushing against the plum extract. And you just, it look, it's like a scene from a horror movie. You're kind of like, what is happening? And so they like, you know, they obviously help her move and she like falls down and then she just screams out like, honey, like screams it. And you're just like, what the heck is happening? And that's where it changed. I was like, where, where are we going here? Yeah. I, I couldn't even think until I saw the husband, I was like, I still don't know where we're going here. Like, is there an animal down there? Is there, I don't know, she got money down there or I, what, what, like that was the craziest part. It's like, but also it was, it was, I think it was very clear that the family, the rich family had no idea this tunnel was here. Zero idea. So it's just so many, so many elements to that part. And I was just like, so many oh. elements. I mean, like, at, you know, from a, f- like from a film perspective, like it is, as I think about it, like every single bit is amazing. Like it was really the good. screenplay, like is so good because you obviously root for the Kim family for the first half of the movie. And then what he does is he goes, well, you know what? Like, even though they're in a semi-basement, like there's still a one class even lower than that, the basement family. Yeah. And so you see, like the housekeeper first offers peace. She's like, look, all you need to do, I'll pay you money. Like all you need to do is bring some food down once a week so that my husband can live here. The debt collectors won't get him. Like, yeah, you know, just let him live. And like, you know, we're, we're both needy. Like she's begging, like we're both needy, like showing some solidarity. Yeah. And yeah. she's just like, I'm not needy. Like, just a little bit of wealth. Like, she's not mm. even in that wealthy class yet. But just a little bit of wealth that she has has turned her to the fact that she can't even recognize, like, that they were in that same... Could have been in that same situation. And that's where and, it all began. And then you see, like, when they all fall down the stairs. Oh. And then she goes... He says, oh, that hurt, Dad. And then she's like, what? And she films it. Yeah. And then... The phone, that's and then, right. And they and wrestle then, for the phone. And then, yeah, well, yeah, and then yeah. she goes... And then the mum's like, hey, hey, sis. And she's like, don't you... I won't say it exactly because yeah. she swears. But she's like, don't you dare call me sis. Like, yeah. how dare you try and like... After what you just said yeah. to me. And it's just so... Wow. It's just like... Oh, it just says so much. And like, I love the music. I think like cinematography is amazing like mm. you should go on youtube and watch how bong uses lines so bong jun ho's the director yes yeah um how he uses lines in the movie so like because okay. he used you're crossing the line mm. but like the scene when the housekeeper first wakes up the mum asleep there's the line in the window right in the middle of uh, it there is too yeah um, like the pain yeah, yeah yeah and then there's like the there's basically, and then the stairs, like it's lines and stairs. So they're always ascending into like social class and they're yeah. always descending mm. back into their own, which he already which said. Which makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I don't think you were crazy when you said that. So like it uses all of that amazingly, like uses like that viewing stone is like yeah. a symbol. Yeah, that was interesting how that just sort of, it, it, it randomly came in and went at the start, I kind of, I suppose if I was to pause it and with someone to say, will this be a prevalent thing for the rest of the movie? I probably would have said no. Because mm. I was like, okay, like it's a stone, cool. And it was like, but like, you know, he even went back when their place was flooding. He went back and the first thing he was looking for was this stone. Mm. You know, like that was their, that was his, um, you know, the son's main, you know, intention. He wanted that stone where 
you know, the dad was going documents and, you know, the daughter was sitting on the toilet playing on a phone. Like, it was like... Man, that's, a, that's a one of the yeah. best shots in the movie. Like, just... Of just, like, that... I Almost, like, numbness to, like, poverty in yeah, a way. Like, because yeah. she's just, like, feet up so that, like, the literal sewage spurting out of the toilet yeah. won't touch her and, yeah. like, on her phone because we know from the beginning yeah. that's where the Wi-Fi is. Yeah, Wi-Fi is. is. And she's having a cigarette. Yeah. First thing she grabs the cigarettes and goes, oh, yeah, sweet, they're all good. Having a cigarette playing on her phone while sitting on a toilet. Oh, man, it's... Yeah. The it's sewage just, coming out. It's just amazing. It's so deep. So, so many layers upon layers and I, and I think even as like a person that doesn't know cinema you know as well but I can still acknowledge and, and see little things I think my English teacher Mrs. Mattinson if you're listening she would be very she'd be she'd be very very impressed and, and very happy that but it, it's just one of those movies and I think that's what it requires nowadays for for these movies to be good it needs layers it needs something else happening and um I think you know the the real um I think nearly the basic thing for me is the fact that, um, you know, not one word of English was spoken, you know, the whole time. It was in subtitles. It was, you know, there. And, you know, it, it may sound incredibly ignorant to me, but you can still have a fantastic movie come across. And I think we're seeing that more prevalent now um, with Netflix shows and everything that's coming across. These shows are so good, but because they're not in English, we don't really give them a chance. Um you know, like there's so many good series and that coming out as well. And that's what I loved about this. I was like, I felt totally engrossed in this movie, but I was reading what they were saying. Yeah. But like that was that was just like normal practice. And I was, yeah, I couldn't pick up my phone, couldn't couldn't do anything. Like it was brilliant. Yeah, I love that. I, I know um, Bong Joon-ho in his campaign made it very clear that like, you know, he said one of his quotes, he said, I wonder, I think it was at the Golden Globes. He said, you know, if you can overcome the one-inch barrier of subtitles, like you'll be exposed to a, so much more film. Oh, yeah. And you know, I remember Alfonso Cuaron, who's another amazing director who did like Gravity and like mm, he did um, Prison of Azkaban. Oh Harry wow, Potter, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, great um, movie. He did Roma, and he won as well for that. And he said like, I used to watch all of these foreign language movies. Like I watched The Godfather mm, and all this yeah. stuff. And like yep. to other cultures, obviously, like you know, America thinks it's the center of the world but like to other countries like we are foreign language movies like yeah and i think for me it's probably been the last three or four years that i've watched more and it's it's kind of a revelation because there's no hollywood movie out there like something bong creates no no not at all but it's still yeah but it's still amazing so i guess that's i guess that's an encouragement to listeners at home don't be don't be scared. No, absolutely not. No. And uh, yeah, it was really good. I think it's something you just picked up on there though. And the other thing I really found out too was um, during the the, um, the dialogue and between particularly the, the child and the and the wife um, about, oh, where did you do you know, your studies? Oh, you know, Chicago or Indiana, Indianapolis. Like very big American like focus as if like, um, oh, you you're in America. Okay, that's therefore you're in. Um, or yeah. even like the tent and they were like will the tent leak and she's like I ordered it from yeah, America, it's America. It's okay. that's exactly right yeah it won't leak it's from America and I was like what like so that was that, that was interesting as well there was no like you know a lot of USA um, I suppose prestige or elements to it so if you're you know oh, from Chicago oh yeah great it's like so I've never been to Chicago but it's called the Windy City so like you know it probably wouldn't be that great in most times but yeah there was a real prestigious element to mm. um, the, the states um, coming from Korea was really interesting to see as well so 
It was really, really good. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, because I know, like, the film uh, culture, this is pretty ignorant, I know a little bit, but I know that a Bong himself watched a lot of American movies when the Americans were in Korea mm. during the war. Mm. And they had, like, some American channels playing American movies. And he was able to watch that and, like, you know, he... um. He credited when he won Best Director. He like credited Martin Scorsese as one of his yeah, wow. best influences, yeah. which is pretty good influence to yeah, have. He's done pretty um, well. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good director. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I guess, yeah, like it's just, I think, and I think, like, I mean, the, obviously, at the Academy Awards, this was the first movie to ever win Best Picture yeah. that's foreign language in ninety three years, and I think, you know. Each and every year, there's more and more foreign language breaking out. Because there's one category for them, but like each year, more mm. people are getting in director, more people are getting in like cinematography, like just other categories. And they're starting to see, you know, Bong Joon Ho himself called the Academy Awards a local film festival. Yeah, wow. You need to look up Bong Joon Ho's quotes. The dude is like the most savage man ever. He just like destroyed America, Hollywood while he went on his awards campaign. And they're like, this is still amazing. We'll give you awards. Yeah, still. we'll do whatever. Yeah. Say whatever you want. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is that great though? Such a movie like that can break into the, you know, the quote unquote mainstream movie, you know, industry, really. But um, a lot of people would see this as a, you know, independent film type of thing, you know, where it's like, oh no, it's, you know, foreign art. It's no good. Then all of a sudden it's winning all these awards and, and, and rightly so. It was an absolute cracker. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think all the performances are just amazing, like just incredible. Like, you just forget, like you just complete. I feel like you completely believe that each of these people are who they are. Absolutely. Which sounds crazy because that obviously is acting, but like, they, I don't feel like I feel like with this movie because it goes to places. Like, there could have been a tendency for like overacting. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah, they could have. They could have very, um, like. Don't hear me, like the the they were very poor. Like that was came across very well, but it could have been, um, I suppose, for lack of a better word, like a slum or like, like incredibly like poorest of the absolute poor. Like mm. they were okay. They had a roof over their head per se. Like they yeah, had yeah, a bathroom. Yeah. They had those things. They could have gone like the polar opposite, and then they could have had the rich family that was you know like they were wealthy. They were rich. They had the beautiful architecturally designed house, but. Um, they, they could have extended that difference a fair bit more, but I think they kind of kept it a little bit socially closer because it gave it that realism-like idea. It's like, yeah. you know, the, the poor people go to work for the rich so the, the rich don't have to do work, but then the poor people go back to their poor family at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not so diverse that it's nearly, oh, no, that person from there would never get a job with like a, a rich person, but like this their socioeconomic class is quite separate, but yet it's not. And yeah. that's what I think makes it a little bit more believable. Be like, believable to also think that this stuff would probably happen nowadays. Yeah. Like, would happen today. Yeah, I think there's some, the some real nuance in like, viewing these people as people, um, and yeah. not as stereotypes or like, you know, they're real characters with real motivations. And I think like, it's so interesting that, you know, the husband of the rich, you know, the rich parents, mm. like the husband basically confesses, not with words, but basically can, he laughs when Keytech says, but you love her. Yeah, like after yeah. he like rips on her cooking and her housework. Yeah. And he's like, 
eh, we could describe it as that. Yeah. Like, and you're basically like, wow, you're a sleaze and you, you know, you literally, everything in your life is an object. Like your job, mm. like your kids are like in your house, like they're all sort of things to add to your resume for your mm. own self. Like where you look at, um, I think one of the best shots is when the, the mum finally becomes the housekeeper mm. and, you know, you see her like kind of grab her son on the ear and like, it's kind of funny, but like Key Tech kind of like touches her butt yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, and you're just yeah, like, yeah. you know, they, for better or worse, like they still love each other and it's kind of, I feel like he does that so that you can go like, okay, I mean, there's a richness in the family dynamic of the Kims. Yeah. Like, while they're together, like they really love each other, support each other, like, mm. um, and, and you know, I just love, I just love when he gets the Wi-Fi reconnected. And he's like, ah, oh, we are drinking to the glorious Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi reconnection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they they know how to celebrate and like, I think that's it's so true though. I think that's why you start you're rooting for them. Mm. You're like, oh, he get the job as a driver. Yeah, awesome. Like that would be really good. And I think something I, I read the other day as well when it was like. The, the idea was shared that was there an actual evil person in this movie now there's you know you have your, your your concept of good versus bad is there a bad person in this movie because you think well maybe the actions of you know lying and forgery and uh, fraud and, and these things are bad but then the rich family no are they are they bad too because they're hiring but it's like well it, who, do you, who do you feel for here? Like at the end of the day, were was I happy to see the guy come out of the basement? Hmm, maybe, but I didn't know about him for half the movie. So it's like, who, who do I who do I and, think is evil? Who do I think is good in this situation? How does it all like that? And that's what really just like confused me. And the thing, awesome. and that's why the writing's so good because you think about every character and you go. As much as, you know, what would I have done in their situation? And yeah, there is some level where you go, I understand why they did what they did. It's a job. Like the ending, which is obviously insane. Mm. um, But you go, you understand why that man who's been living underground for four years, like his wife is killed, done nothing wrong with the absolute, like my theatre when I watched it the first time, when... When we, we'll talk about more in the food section, but about, with yeah. the kick, we'll talk more about later. But with oh. that kick, like my theater exploded. But like, obviously, his wife dies, and like, I think that plus all the other, you know, and she does say like, remember the name of the mum, hmm. and he obviously gets that wrong when he goes up because he's kind of in that haze of like, yeah, like fury of, slash of, you know, everything, yeah, and and you just go well. You, is he evil? Like, is he bad? Like, yeah. and then is the dad bad? Because he finally broke and stabbed the rich dad. And like, yeah. you know, they're obviously the mum who's really naive and kind of dumb, but she's somewhat nice. Like she's nice. Yeah, and she's absolutely. just trying to do the best for her family. Mm. It's not her fault that her husband really doesn't love her. Like you just, so you peel it back and he's kind of going, yeah, we're basically all the same. Layers. But like, it's the layers. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, so, um, is there anything else you want to mention film wise? I want to talk about the house. If you didn't know this, oh, yeah. but like the production design, like they basically built that mansion. Yeah. And I saw something that actually the second level wasn't built. That was C- That was like the CGI, yeah. but like that house was incredible. I looked at that house and went, 
like that's it's a nice looking house like beautiful yeah so many things that kitchen everything i was like oh that was yeah it was yeah that was a beautiful 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 house yeah. I just imagine it in like you know inland a little bit up on the hills bit of a gated community oh definitely yeah like that sort of like wealth it was stunning yeah yeah I love that um I think I don't know I think I've mentioned everything I just yeah I I, I feel like I would watch it again and I would probably come up with five different things yeah because it was just that that rich but um yeah I think oh yeah with that viewing stone like because yeah. he has he's holding it yeah I just, I knew I had a point because he's holding it at the end. He's kind of like clinging. He knows mm. it, that he's, you know, after the flood and everything and he's holding it. Mm. And he's like, he's like, this is my dream. My dream of being wealthy. And he's like clinging to it because he's like, it's slipping away. And then he's obviously clinging to it at the party. Mm. And then like, yeah, he, he does that, too, yeah. And, and she's he, and he, let, he literally slips out of his hand. He's about to use it as a weapon for the people downstairs. It yeah. slips like the metaphor he yeah. says it's so metaphorical at the beginning of the yeah, movie but yeah. literally his dream of being wealthy slips out of his hand he grabs it the guy down says grabs it and kills him with it like it's kind of like yeah amazing oh uh, um, yeah when that happened I was like oh he's dead yeah it's yeah. The, the fl- yeah I feel like we have to talk about like the flood the flood like the contrast between them like they're auctioning off clothes at that gym yeah. And while meanwhile you're watching her just like not oh how good was the rain it cleared up our yeah and the day. drivers like the <laughs> yeah. dads are seething so good all right so, yeah we gotta let's let's move on to mm-hmm. talk about food in this movie yes yeah few few things for me and I think um, <laughs> it might come as a surprise to you I noticed the alcohol um, in in the food and um. In, in the food, there was uh, in the movie, sorry. I think, you know, the first um, scene where they're talking about, you know, I want to take on the tutoring, um, they're drinking what looks to be like a spirit. I think, I don't know if it was whiskey or if it was like a, a white spirit, but um, the bottle um, looked like one of the first ever bottles of whiskey I had, like the Yamazaki uh-huh. um, distillery. And so I looked them up. They do do white spirits as well as, as whiskey. So, and they're one of the most prominent um, in, in Asia. So I think, you know, having that Yamazaki bottle, I was like, oh, that looks really, really cool. Reminded me of the first time, um, yeah, when I got a first bottle of whiskey ever because I wanted to be like Harvey Specter and um, from Suits and, and drink whiskey. So good. Um, and then, oh, it burnt the back of my throat. But now, you know, I've really become a, a big fan of, of whiskey as well. But one of my favorite things, and, and this comes back to my father as well, is when they're drinking the big Sapporo beer cans mm. and so my dad calls them the silver bullets so Amazing. i think I, I think that i think that that's a resounding name but i've got i've got two memories to that and, and one is obviously my dad that he loves um asian beer so he loves asahi he loves sapporo yeah um and any chance that he can get those sapporo um i think they're 650 mil um cans um of beer he gets them all the, he gets them around christmas in particular um, and then Sapporo is a great beer, you know, for, for an Asian beer, it is beautiful. But yeah, so he calls them the Silver Bullets. He loves it. He'll message me and go, I got a, I got a six pack of the Silver Bullets today and it was only this price. And he loves that. <laughs> but then the second thing was um, when I went on a ski trip with um, one, of my, one of my best mates, we went to Japan in, in the Seiko, the north of Japan. And there's vending machines on the side of the road. Um, and one vending machine was on our ski in to where mm. we were staying. And so we used to drop a couple of coins in there. 
and we get a uh, silver bullet. So we get a long Sapporo can. So for our last 100 meters, um, while we're skiing down, we'd be sipping a beer or then we'd go down to the, the onsen spas and you know, we'd be having a spa in the beautiful like Japanese, like amazing um, spas and everything while having like a big silver bullet Sapporo. Um, and so I saw that and I, I immediately had those those memories to like, oh, silver bullets, how good are they? Like it was, it was really, really good. And um, yeah, that, that were the big things that stand out to me. And then also I think, I you know what I really loved? I loved the automatic, I'm wealthy, rich wine cellar. Amazing. It was just like, if you're only wealthy, if you have a wine, if you have a wine cellar, you've made it. Yeah. And so that was just like another like, Oh, by the way, this couple, uh, this family, they're rich because yeah. they have a wine cellar. I didn't see them drink wine once, nah. the whole movie, but it was there though. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if they ever needed it, yeah, it was there. So, um, yeah, it's funny. I, I definitely, definitely saw that. And then obviously um, the food that, that we've had here and, and that was a big scene as well and quite a, a polarizing scene as well because it came off the intensity of they're about to be caught here and they're hiding under a table and there's mess everywhere. But, you know, you had eight minutes. To, to obviously make the food, Ooh. clean the table, remove, remove the trouble, lock them downstairs. Uh-huh. And make the dish. And make the food in eight minutes. Like, I, I take 40 minutes to make most things. Um, I could not do that in eight minutes, let alone the chaos that was going around at the time as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate... Because I don't know if anybody else would have given me that level of insight to the alcohol in the movie because like <laughs> I I would have no idea like I kn- obviously know yeah. that they're drinking stuff mm. but that's really cool um, but yeah that scene I just the first thing I th- like thought about was that classic thing in childhood you and your siblings have been left at home for the day yep. your mum's given you a list of chores to do yep. Yep. and she's texted you being like all right, I'm 15 minutes away, and you and your sibling oh, have man. not done anything. Make so the you're bed, like, unpack yeah, the dishwasher yeah, yeah. and clean the floors. And like, get the chicken oh, out of the fridge. You're oh, like, no, yeah, I've yeah. done that. Sorry, mum. We've all done that. So Did like, you put the chicken out? Oh, no. Yeah, I so didn't. like, you've got to get the chicken out of the fridge, uh, the freezer. You've got to like, put, De- defrost the Get the washing oh, on I'm the line. PTSD. She comes home, and mum's like, why isn't there this washing dry? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it hanging the wrong way? So oh, it just reminded sure. me of that being like, oh, I only have like eight minutes to make this happen. Um, yeah, that was so, so intense. intense. They're so, so intense. And that scene itself felt like it went for an hour. But I reckon it maybe went for... Like five minutes. Yeah. And the, the other, on that scene as well, which really, I loved how they were just drinking the whiskey, drinking the alcohol, like it didn't matter. In my head, I'm like, they'll know what's missing. Like, what are you doing? Uh, like... But it was probably just they were they were that comfortable and confident in their either ability to pull off another scam, or that they were like they're not drinking it anyway, and they're so not going to and, and they, they won't, won't even notice. notice. They won't notice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 like yeah. What's the father comes home obviously very very late at night. Looks like he eats, goes to bed. Yeah, or gets at up most morning, has a bath. Go, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's that scene he has the bath where he's watching the news and TV anyway, which is pretty much work. Um, and then goes home. So he probably doesn't drink. Um, the probably only time they drink is parties. And mm. then, you know, so I was like the audacity for them just to just like smash a bottle. Oh, 100%. Like, just go for it. And the, the interesting thing about that scene is um, Jessica's the only one on the couch. And mm. if you go, th- if you like watch the movie again, just from Jessica's perspective, like she becomes an art teacher 
so amazingly well. Yeah, she's she very good. forges the documents. She's the one doing the um, company, like that uh, the care company, oh, the yes, fake, yes, the yes, fake yes, yeah. um, housekeeping yeah, driver valet the special business membership card. service. Yeah, like, yeah. and they're all going, "Oh, you would go to Harvard if it was for like, you know." And so you see her like she's in the bath, like the rich dad. Like they've mm. been portraying her as like completely fitting into the rich life. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Yeah, and they just say that. He's like, you fit in here. Um, but yeah, they oh, yeah out of all of us, you and fit I, in here. Yeah, and I, I right, think yeah. like, you know, the fact that they're just drinking all that beer is just like also a testament to what that housekeeper says when she's like, you know, what are you doing? Like, the only thing you can think about is like, let's just get drunk, drink alcohol yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, in this beautiful house. Lounge and, room, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that seems like, intense because like there's that big fight when he's like she's like to her husband like you would run away like a cockroach wouldn't you and yeah. you think he's about to hit her and you're like what and then they like laugh and you're a bit like what's what's going on what is, is that going a cultural on thing like yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. what i thought too I was like, and then what? yeah the phone the ding dong like and then she's like what the hell is rammed i, I obviously the phone call so, like, yeah. you're in the middle. Like, this is even more intense. Man, the second half of this movie is so intense. Oh. So, like, she's got the um, phone and she's like, he's like, you're, it's like you're a Korean dictator with, like, a a, a, Nike, a, a missile launcher if she sends oh, this. Oh, yeah, sends, yeah. And so, like. Oh, she's getting a massage. He's getting a massage he's getting a, by and Yeah, so oh. they're, they're, like, they're, like, enjoying the house and you have the flashbacks. I thought the flashbacks were really good in making them, you believe them as a couple in yeah, their situation. Yeah, yeah. You're not like, why is this happening? You're like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, like, it's very You see sad. them dancing and you see them like, they have such a loving relationship even still. like Despite them being locked down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, they have that big fight. Like, I love, actually, this is amazing filmmaking. Yeah. When like, they, the, in the memory, they like turn to face the camera like the break of the fourth wall almost, and then the edit is the man's, uh, the son's hand coming to grab the phone. Oh, oh it's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and like yeah, they've yeah, almost, yeah. it's like almost like visualizing being lost in memory to then be distracted to have the phone so knocked out. Yeah. Oh, so good. And so then they're having the big fight, and like Jessica, this is food, she goes and gets the whole bag of peaches. Oh, yeah. And she's like <laughs> throwing it and like rubbing it. Yeah. Anyway, crazy. And then obviously you get the call. Let's make, we need to make Ramdong, um, you know, and she's like, what the hell is Ramdong? She's trying to make it. Anyway. And so we made, we'll talk about this later, but like Ramdong is this like, it's not the actual name. It's kind of like Mm. this hybridization name they made up for the movie because the ramen dish, which is made out of two different really cheap, like two different types of ramen yeah. um, formed together is just a very obviously poor dish. Like yeah. it's like a, it'd be like a migarang. Like it's a student it's dish. Easy to do. Easy yeah. to make. Yeah. And obviously like kids would love it. Like smash it. And yeah. so, you know, that's fine. But the fact that they, um, she asks, she's like, I've got this sirloin in the fridge, like put it on. So like the sirloin in the movie is like, the Korean beef, like the Korean beef they use is mm. like apparently like almost one of the best beefs in the world. It costs more than Kobe Japanese Kobe beef. Like, yeah, wow. Um, like so the, the marbling, it's just up. like... The marbling in the actual in the movie, movie looked amazing. Oh, I was it looks like, so good. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, food. so it looks... 
incredibly delicious and it's also just the biggest metaphor because it's like these rich people are so rich that they would like almost (laughs) bastardize this poor person's dish by adding something they may never eat in their entire life like it was nothing yeah yeah in their entire life yeah crazy yeah so there's so good so there's that there's obviously we talked about the peach scene <laughs> Amazing. So it um, makes me laugh a bit. I'm like peaches. Oh. But you do see them always eating. Like I, I already mentioned, like the pizzas. Um, mm. You know, they eat the pizza, and that's the same yep. lady from before. The fruit platters always getting brought to them while they study. Dang. Like a, another like sign of wealth and like. Oh, there's you know, some oh, good. Here's, here's there's some fruit. Yeah. That's not filler fruit. That is no, proper. That's like proper. Yeah. there's some nice looking melons yeah. and grapes yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Kiwi fruit. Kiwi fruit was yeah, in there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, the melons so in there. Like, I was like, was man, I was like studying out. in that house. Yeah. Oh, hell That's yeah. a good job. Plum did... juice? That was oh, interesting. Oh, I was I saw I wrote that down and I was like, <laughs> not no way in heck. When how about when he comes out for the first time, um, at the end of the movie, when he, he after he's he comes out, sorry. And he goes to the closet straight away and he starts necking the plum the juice. Plum juice. I'm like, what are you doing? And he just throws it. I yeah, was yeah. like, that would be the most like you don't need a knife mate just go up and breathe on them like that will kill them like, yeah, I was yeah. like oh and then there's the was, there's <laughs> the picture the picture perfect birthday cake at the end yeah which yeah, is yeah. um obviously oh, like it's just so I can't like, even nearly remember it because it was such a minor part oh, to what happened in that is. scene <laughs> but like it's just so funny like how you know he saw on his like, two birthdays ago he saw the dream of the ghost because he goes yeah. to eat the cake and she's yeah. like the whip I remember the cream on it looked so good and I was like yeah that does look really yeah, good I loved good. cream yeah. <laughs> um, but and then he's eating it and he sees the man that's a scary like just seeing that, the two eyes, eyes that was freaky Ooh. I was like whoa okay yep that's yeah. scary um, but then I was like it's fake like I'm like oh it's just like a story here's the weird creepy dude I'll never see him again mm <laughs> 30 minutes later, hang on a second, he's now a key character. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. The hell? Um, and the, yeah, and so she's like, this is this, this is my son's healing cake, like, and obviously, oh, man. that whole scene happens. Um, he's got, trying the, to think blood of on, any, got the blood on his head. Trying to think of any other sending the, um, the messages via yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Morse oh. code. Oh. oh, man, he was an ugly looking dude by the end of it. That was in most intense 40 seconds of, film I've watched in a long time yep that backyard scene yeah I mean I would watch a whole series about the housekeeper and her husband I would watch a whole movie about them so interesting so fascinating because he talks about how like the debt collectors are after him and how he's kind of like time like he's kind of monologue when he's like time stood still and Mm, and such backstory and he like He's like, you know, the respect, like for Mr. Park, like he feeds him, clothes him and he's just like, such an interesting, like, cause you're like, why would you respect this man? But like, you you know, he does feed him and clothe him and keep him safe from like, and allows him to live, but is it really living? Sends him thank you through the, through the lights. Uh And now he's like, oh, the lights are being dodgy again. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) At what point? I would 100% at that certain point be like, Um, okay, there's something wrong here. That's freaky. I'm out of here. Nah. It's so crazy. Um, but I think we've covered all the food. There's a lot in it. I think every yeah. single piece of food adds. A lot. And there's the one scene when they, they're earning all their money and they go to that all-you-can-eat little place and the dad's just like, oh, yeah. get more on your plate. Get like, more on your plate. Like, but wasn't that an interesting scene, though, that, again, the father 
um, the mother was like, it wasn't even your idea at the start. And then the father acknowledges that and he puts the food from his plate onto the son's plate. I thought that was a really, really oh, cool Oh, yeah, because it was at thing. their yeah. point, yeah. it was only Jessica and the son yeah. who were making money. Yeah, and so the father was like, no, no, you eat, you eat, not me. Like, don't worry about me, like, you eat. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, he becomes a chauffeur. Oh, and yeah, like, and I, I did notice, it's not on screen for very long, but when Jessica's talking about how they have to escape the house to be able to escape the smell, mm. she's like cutting what looks like this amazing Korean beef. And I really wanted oh, it on yeah. the grill. I think I remember that. Yeah. Like, I was really looking out for food Even in this time. Just but... a random little thing, right? How about when um, the chauffeur is doing the practice drive and he has the coffee? Yeah. And he doesn't spill the coffee. He goes, you corner really well. Like he, his test was, if you can not spill my coffee while you drive, you pass. That's That was pretty cool. I was like, whoa, okay. That's really cool. That, oh, so many little scenes. Yeah, so many. Um, Great movie. Great movie. All right, well... Before we move on to ratings and stuff, mm. we the we've got two recipes for you this week based off the film. Um, now, no, Clayton and I don't have peach allergies, so that is a that good is thing. So that thing. is one of our dishes, and then the other dish is we tried to make ramdong. So ramdong is and yeah, ramdong, and then we made a a peach and ice cream dessert which is a really simple one, but really delicious. Mm-hmm. I would recommend that as a pretty easy weeknight. Um, yeah, I'm keen. Sounds good. In, the, in, the, in our household, stone fruits are stewed. Like you can stew apples, mm. you can stew plums, even peaches. All you really need is like a few herbs. You don't even need that. You just need like honey and olive oil and put it in an oven mm. and just let it disintegrate. And it's so delicious. Yeah. So, well... We've already eaten it, so mm. we're going to cut to our conversation and hearing us talk about our two meals, but also our beer pairing. Yes, absolutely. There's a great little beer from Stone and Wood, the countercultural series called Peachy Cheeks. Where, so can you, where, where can you buy the Peachy Cheeks beer? Oh, I got this one from a seller at North Curl Curl, I reckon probably giving away a little bit of a secret here but i reckon it's one of the best sellers on the northern beaches their their variation their beers their everything and they're just absolutely lovely people as well um really really nice people and they always have fantastic beers so um, i find that but also on the stone and wood website um you'll be able to find it through their counterculture series and this is beer number 11 so good all right let's cut to our conversation now so we've got here Ramdong, which is the metaphorical Korean dish, which is <laughs> ramen topped with incredibly expensive sirloin. Beautiful. Didn't have the k- Korean, but this is New York sirloin. Love it. Love $55 it. a kilo. So should be good. <laughs> uh, the taste, I don't know. We'll see how we go. And why don't you tell us about the beer? Yeah. So we got a, um, a counterculture beer, which is um, Stone and Woods Offshoot. So I suppose it's their like, creative um, area. So this is their 11th release. It's called Peachy Cheeks, which is a peach and Bellini sour, which um, obviously with the movie, uh, we know peaches play a big role. So um, yeah, nice sour beer. So we're going to get some really big fruity uh, mango peach flavors with that lovely sour kick at the end and a little bit of a hazy appearance too. So we know it's going to be super fruity. So I think it'll actually go pretty well with this um, food and, and also with the uh, what we're about to discuss. So it should be really good. 
Yeah. We're also going to eat uh, peaches for dessert. That's our second course. So oh, that's... We, we didn't get... Um, we couldn't get fresh peaches. They're literally just out of season. Yep. But they're uh, tin... They're like a in a glass jar peaches, but they've got like a piece, a little leaf of sage on top, wow. cinnamon, honey, olive oil, and then some ice cream to go with it. So You're very spoiled. This is going to be very good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Why don't you eat and then yeah, I'm going to get your reaction. Sure. Yeah, that's beautiful. Nice spice to that noodles. That's really, really nice. That sirloin is so good. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's sirloin. Oh, it's super juicy, isn't it? Actually, mm. I'm actually not minding that combo. That is I hate really... to say it and, you know, say that the rich people are right in this movie, but <laughs> <laughs> it's actually yeah. pretty good. Give me cheap noodles, but then add some really, really expensive steak on it. Man, this is they're on, maybe they're onto something here. Maybe we're the idiots. Maybe we should be uh, doing this more often. Yeah, if you're willing to spend like $40 on a dish that would usually cost $2, then go for it. But yeah. considering that, the, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's probably a $38.50 dish if you take the uh, the noodles out of it. So. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's no, nice. How good's that? I love that. It's not a combo that I would think of, like a steak and, and noodles. I think it's definitely like, you think of like your steak and your veg rather than like a noodle dish or like something that doesn't have like, um, you know, like heaps of sauce or anything dripping over. It's just pure in its nature. I think it's really, really nice. Very mm. good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I got to try the beer. Yeah, please do. Me too, actually. Oh, wow. That's a mate. That's really nice. You could, I could drink that whole thing. Oh, now, let me talk about my flavors. Clates is better at describing it, but <laughs> I'll do one more sip. It's re- really fruity, but not overpowering. It's quite light and refreshing mm. and like just full of flavor. It's really delicious. Okay, give me more eloquent words. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I think the one thing I always do with beer is um, I like to smell it to see if um, my, my brain is going to pick up what I'm going to taste. So sometimes you see some beers, you smell it and you go, oh, I think I'm going to get this, um, where you don't. For me, I do get that peachy um, smell straight away. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Like it is, um, it is super fruity. But the thing I like about this, sometimes sour beers can have that really strong tartiness, um, which is nearly overpowering. And it feels like you've just put like four warheads in your, you know, those lollies in your mouth and it can kind of ruin the beer. Um, I think you nailed it. It is actually quite light um, tasting, which is funny though, because it's actually 6.7% alcohol. So it's got a fair bit of um, alcohol content into it. So for such a light beer, um, a light sort of tasting beer, even the look of it, you know, is quite light. Um, but I agree with you. You could, I could very easily drink that and probably quite quickly because I think it could um, come across as like even like a juice or like a cordial or, or something else that like you can't really taste any of the the beer um aspects to it so i think that's a that's a really really nice beer by stone and wood that's lovely great choice i haven't had peaches in so long it's so nice i used to have them, we used to have them in a kid as a kid all the time you I mean, like the tin fruit it was so good so so nice mm. very good very very good chris very good love it Lucky we're both not allergic to peaches. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope that I, uh, I don't break out like the, um, the, the madame in uh, Parasite does. Not madame, the housekeeper. Sorry, the housekeeper. 
Yeah, that's exactly what you want a dessert to be. Peaches and ice cream. Has yeah. it ever been done better? No. Cooked in the oven to its gooey, cinnamon on top, bit of sage, bit of honey. Mm. Yeah, the peach beer goes well, I would say. Yeah, it does too. It's like an interesting thing because you have like the original peach, but then with the beer, it has the, that slight peachy flavor at the start, but then that extra sour kick. So it's kind of like having a nice, beautiful ice cream, some beautiful actual proper fruit, then with like a little sour hint at the end. It's really, really nice. It's like a nice like three-way combination. I like it. Done well. Yum. That's what I say to that. All right, Clates, we're back. Good yeah, food, good. hey? Yeah, it was awesome. That was really, really nice. I would, uh, you know, I'm, I was came here and you said you were going to cook for me. And I was like, I'm really interested to see what happens. And unreal. That and have dessert and have a beer and then have a chat. Fantastic. Why being on the show is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I do, I do try to make it Send worthwhile, me movie. <laughs> worthwhile for the guests. Um, I'll keep bringing the beers and you keep bringing me movies and we'll, make, we'll keep going. That sounds good to me. So, all right. So we've, we've talked, I feel like we talked pretty extensively and we'll move into our final segment. This sounds is good. called Compliments to the Chef. Love it. It's where we kind of give our final thoughts and ratings. So the way we do this. We give two ratings because yep. it is the film and food podcast. Of course. So we yeah. give like the movie a rating out of 10 mm-hmm. and then we give the food a rating out of 10. So basically the movie okay. is how to make you feel, yeah. the skill involved, the technical, the emotions you felt, all yeah. of that stuff. Um, everything that makes a movie good. And then with the food, it's like how well does the food incorporate to the story? How mm. good does it look? Um, is there lots of it? All that yeah. kind of stuff rating out of 10 for each one do you want to go first or do you want me to oh. go first because I know my ratings so I can be right, happy to go you're first you're the connoisseur you're the connoisseur well what have we got I've done maybe six or seven movies I can't remember on mm. uh, in this full big review format and only one has gotten a double 10 from me wow. which was the movie Ratatouille oh which yeah yeah. it's a certified classic film and food movie Absolutely. unbelievable um. Yeah. So for me, the film is a ten. Yeah. I I genuinely find it really hard to find any criticism with this movie. I get if it's a movie that's not for you. Like I can understand if you watch it and go, it's just not something I resonate with. Yeah. But I don't see that as a knock on the filmmaking. They made exactly what they wanted to make. Mm. Don't. Uh, director Bon Joon Ho directed the absolute living life out of this movie he mm. wrote it as well it's shot well it's edited well the music's great the performances are all on point it's deep it's got amazing themes it i was saying to you off air that like 40 minutes into this movie i like paused to like have a have a break or water or something yeah. and i was like i thought it'd been like 10 minutes yeah like yeah the movie yeah. moves so well yeah. like it flows so amazingly that like it just, you just, it, I, I heard someone say it almost feels like you're f- like floating through the movie. Mm. Like, 
And I was like, that is kind of a really perfect way to describe it. Because it's, it's um, two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's not a short movie. Not a short movie. And it goes like that. And I think the fact that it almost is two movies, like, yeah. does sort yeah. of help. Like, and he, I feel like he had to be so precise with his storytelling to pull that off. Because mm. there's no fat on the movie. Not at all. So yeah, for me, it's it's a 10. Uh, I don't really give 10s lightly, but yeah, it's it's a 10 for me. And then my food mm. rating yeah. is also going to be a 10. Hey, I'm going to give it a double, double 10. 10. I, I, good. It, it's, it doesn't have as much food in it as a food-based movie. Yeah, like Ratatouille sure. is about a chef. Yeah. So I can't really knock it on not having chef-y type movie levels of, of food because yeah. that's pretty fair enough. But I feel like great directors use food in their movies as like almost props or themes or just mm. incorporated in like Quentin Tarantino does in his movies. Yeah, and of yeah. uh, even like Scorsese uses food amazingly in his movies. Um, and so like The Peach is like just iconic now it's so associated with the movie it's mm. literally used as a weapon in the <laughs> in the movie like it's yeah, it's it like the 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 shot of jessica like blowing off the fur of the peach is just like absolutely iconic yeah now. that is a great um scene. the ramdong scene is obviously amazing and like the meta it's literally the film's themes in a dish yeah. in a in an actual dish I don't know how you could get any more food incorporated with film yeah. in a movie, plus all those other supporting examples. I feel like you. I would say if you took away that, the movie wouldn't be as good. Like, hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could have done it in other ways, but I, I don't I, think we'd speak about it as of yeah. Definitely. I feel like that's yeah. it's definitely associated with it. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a full twenty out of twenty. How good's that? Well. It's hard not to argue with with the pro, um, that's for sure. But you know, but don't let me sway your opinion. No, 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 no. You know, and you know, my opinion is going to come with a comment, and I'm going to read to the audience what I text you at six twelve p.m. on Monday night after finishing the movie. What the hell have I just watched? What a movie! To your reply, yes, that is the exact response I wanted. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it on Thursday. The movie is a dead set 10 for me as well. I um, have not watched a movie like that in a long time where I went, hang on a second, what the hell is about to happen? Without already knowing that it was going to be a complicated movie. So for, for example, like I, I think of movies like, I don't know, Shutter Island or Exception, Inception or something where I, know, I walk into that movie knowing I'm going to have to think. Mm. Knowing that I'm going to mm. have to concentrate, mm. really. I had no expectations on this movie, Parasite, other than what you had told me. And you told me nothing other than it's a phenomenal movie. And I kept it quiet amongst my mates because I was like, you know, I don't want them to spoil it or anything. And happened you to look well. it up. Happened to look it up. And it was like awards, 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 awards. And I was like, okay, so this is not just like an indie film that happens to be going right. Yeah, so for me, 10. I haven't watched a movie like that in a long time that was that good, that had me that gripped that at the end of the movie, I sat there being like, wow, what, like, what has just happened? Like, it was, um, and and again, ignorance 
for a movie with subtitles and the like to grip me and to f- take me on a ride for two hours, 20 minutes. I, d- I didn't even realize I was getting dark outside. Like it was, ju- I was just so engrossed in it. Um, and for me, I think that's actually a pretty hard thing to do because I like being sort of distracted and, and doing things, but I was engrossed in that movie. Um, the food. Well, I, I come in from a bias thing. I, I, I was looking at the alcohol and I thought, no, that's the flavor I was going to bring to it. Um, so for me, it's going to get a nine. Um, I love the Sapporos. I love the, the whiskeys and I love the spirits and, and seeing that in there. Um, I would have loved to have seen what they were actually drinking in that lounge room. I think that would have been really, really cool to see what type of whiskey or what type of spirit they were drinking. But yeah, I just love that it kept to um, you know, Asia's most um, drunk beer, I believe, is up there with Sapporo and Asahi. So it kept with that um, tradition and it acknowledged the Yamazaki distillery um, from what I could see from that label on the side street. So you know, I thought that was really, really cool as well. So um, yeah, a nine for me on that one. And the food was just... Oh, it's awesome. It's made it even better now having uh, tried some of it for here tonight. So, uh, yeah, incredible movie. It's one movie I'm probably going to tell a lot of my friends about and they're probably going to write back and go, yes, you're an idiot. I've already watched it. So that's okay, though. That's all right. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. and I, I can't wait to actually watch it again. Um, it would be really, really good and pick up other things. So good. Yep. 39 out of 40. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not Come bad. On. Should we send this to the director? Be like, we really liked your movie. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho, <laughs> I know you know, you're pretty good at English. You probably didn't listen to all of this, but you know, if you did, we really liked your yeah, movie. Yeah, we really, really did. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it is a full recommendation from me. Like, obviously, I know someone like my wife would never watch this movie because it gets too violent. Mm, yeah, um, sure. Which is fine. Like, film is subjective and there's levels to which people can tolerate so you've got to know that, like, I mean, any, you can look up on IMDb and they have parents guides, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's all I'll say because I I feel like I have a wide viewership. I don't know if people yeah. do, but there's some heavy you got, scenes. You've got yeah. to know that. Um, but still, if you can, it's not the full movie, like it's only no. in little short bursts. And I feel like the cost is definitely worth it yeah. for the sake of the movie. Yeah. And like I said, I think. If this is going to be the movie that you the first or one of the first foreign movies that you kind of watch mm. to get you into as a gateway movie into the rest of the foreign cinema world, yeah. I don't can't really recommend anything better. It's brilliant. Um, and the good thing about subtitles, I feel like, is you may find them annoying for maybe the first minute or two, and then soon enough, it's it's weird. You're reading it, but you almost are actually hearing. You know, they're speaking Korean, yeah, but you almost it. feel like yeah. it's they're saying it in your head. Like, it's kind of um, it's this weird, amazing thing. I don't yeah. know how it works, but it agree. Like the you know the fact that you don't have to learn their language to be able to watch it mm. is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, Clayton, any final thoughts that you want to say about Parasite? I don't know. I feel like we've we've covered we've covered everything other than a fantastic recommendation, great movie. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, I would um, happily watch it again, that's for sure. It was really, really good. Yeah, same. I'm like I've seen it four times, but I would definitely <laughs> I'd I think de- I'll be adding it I, more than once, that's I mean, for sure. I own the Blu ray and I know that there's a criterion version of it. So <laughs> I'm like, do I just is that too much? Um anyway. Uh so that's about it, Clates. Well, I feel like what you need to give to any listener who's mm. made it all this way, 
I feel like well you done. need to give them some more a more a bigger plug about waters to beers. Why should they get on Insta and start following you and start taking your recommendations and yeah. drinking your beers? Not your beers, but the beers you recommend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think it's just a, look. It's my creative outlet, and I think you know, I'm I'm always um, trying to keep on top of the beer market and, and what I think's cool and um, and the like. So. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing the stories of I went to the beer fridge today and, and I saw this beer and I saw and I went to your page to see if you've reviewed it or I saw that you reviewed it and then I went and bought it. So, you know, if you like your beer and um, if you like trying new things, because I don't just stick to one style of beer, I like to branch out. So if you like trying new beers, um, if you like, you know, reading a couple of little short sentences about what it tastes like and, and if you like seeing beer shot from my freshwater balcony, because that's pretty much where all the photos are taken... Um, then, then you'll like my page. So yeah, jump on Instagram at waters to beers. It's also on Facebook, um, as well. And you can get on there and then you can click on the independent brewers and you can check out the breweries and then you know, head down to their breweries, go, go have a tour, go try some of their beers, try some of their food and, um, really support that industry as well. So yeah, I can't recommend it enough, but, um, yeah, buy independent beer when you can. Amazing. Thanks, Clates. Um, yeah, I think. I forgot to mention, but if you want to, I really recommend that you go and make this meal. It's actually really easy to make. Super easy. Um, yeah. It's basically ramen with really good sirloin. You don't have to buy that expensive one. Um, you don't even have to have it if you don't want it. But it is the one we got tonight was really good. It was yum. Um, so all those recipes are on our website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere where you want to get them. Um, and we will also link Clayton's beer recommendation and his page and everything in the show notes and on all of our socials as well. So we'll make it really easy Beautiful. for you to get in. Yeah, watch this movie and eat this food. It genuinely would be a great experience. Great combo. Yeah, absolutely. So, Clayton, that's about does it. I was stoked to have you. Mate, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and to be to be cooked for and to speak about it and to hear your passion for cinema is unreal. So I'm... Um, uh, privileged to be here so thank you very much no worries I have to give you a, another blind recommendation yes oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely that would be really really good alright well that about does it for this week's episode thank you again to Clayton Waters from Waters to Beers for coming on the show we had such an amazing conversation and he does such great work over at Waters to Beers so make sure that you go and follow him on Instagram and on Facebook at waters to beers and give it a go even if it's not something that you're really interested in i'm sure that his recommendations can get you starting to enjoy the craft beer and even starting to pairing it with food and enjoying that in your life so i would definitely i would definitely recommend you go and check him out and we can't wait to have you back on the show clates you can find all the links to Waters to Beers in the show notes in this week's episode, as well as the beer recommendation that goes along with this week's film-inspired recipes. You'll find the links to the Instagram, the Facebook, the beer recommendation, and the two recipes all in the show notes of this week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, can I ask you a favor? Could you give it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice? We are gaining new listeners and growing and your five-star reviews help us get up the rankings and up the charts. We're so thankful to all those people who have given us a review or rating already. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen or on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play and anywhere you get your podcasts. 
If you don't find us on your podcast player, let us know and we'll make sure that we're there. Make sure you email us. The address is fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. That's fans at filmandfoodpodcast.com. And join us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Film and Food Podcast. Let us know how you went with the recipe. What did you think of Parasite? Give us feedback, suggest a movie to review. The most important thing is to join the conversation. Until next time, goodbye and thanks for listening.